we're all thinking the same thing right now. Who's gonna say it? I'm not gonna say it. Well, I'm definitely not gonna say it, Drew. You say it. It's great. <laughs> I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. I don't want to admit it. You you texted me immediately after finishing this movie, and and this is for all the listeners out there. Bowie said, "I think," and then he waited, and then he said, "It's great" with a question mark. And I thought he was messing with me. I you know, thought he was messing with me. I don't like you uh, sharing my private text to you, Drew, to the world. <laughs> so if you would kindly. Rele- release the bad way text. <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> They're locked up tight. They're locked up tight. Welcome back to the Last Row Podcast. This is episode 76. Ja- 76 Jack yeah. Snyder. <laughs> Jack Snyder made a movie? <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League, a.k.a. Release the Snyder Cut, the Snyder Cut. This is it, man. The the the, the unicorn. It's. Yeah. I never thought we would ever be talking about this movie you've been waiting you've been waiting your whole life for this moment no i mean honestly if you would have told me three years ago that this movie would have ever been made i mean there was there was things on twitter like oh maybe superman wore a black suit in this cut oh it it was real you know and the fact that it actually happened i I can't believe we're here so you know if you're looking for our website thelastroadpodcast.com follow us on twitter at the last road pod facebook.com slash the last road pod Head out to Spotify, subscribe on there, Apple Podcasts, um, anywhere you find your podcast, check us out. But we're back, man. 76. 76 episodes in number 76. We are doing the Snyder Cut. Jack Snyder's, <laughs> Jack Snyder. as Drew says, <laughs> Justice League. I mean, it's almost like it's a different director. The movie's actually really freaking good. I mean, it must be Jack Snyder doing this. I kid. I like Zack Snyder. I like yeah. him. No, but... um. So we're doing the Snyder Cut from Justice League. It just came out on, uh, I don't know, what would you call it? March 18th. We're recording this on the 21st, 2021. And this is not going to be a normal episode of The Last Row. It's more of a rapid reaction because it's such a big deal to one of us in uh, The Last Row. Clearly uh, not family. me. <laughs> no, no, Clearly no. Clearly not me. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's such a uh, controversial and well, um, I don't know, what would you say? Um it's been, it's, it's been, it's been anticipated, highly anticipated, highly anticipated. It's been in the making for years and years. Honestly, I, I'm going to catch a lot of flack for saying this, and I don't mean it because of what it is. It's a historical moment for this type of thing to come out after yeah, all we'll, this speculation. And we'll that's talk about it, if that's a good thing or not. Um, we'll get into all that. But yeah, we, we decided it's um, it's a pretty big deal as far as movie making goes, not just whether the movie's good or bad, but we decided to do a rapid react rather than a, a nostalgic trip down memory lane as we normally do. So without further ado, Zack Snyder's Justice League 2021, directed by Zack. Don't Jack call Snyder. me Jack Snyder. <laughs> Zack Snyder. An action, adventure, fantasy, superhero, revenge film. IMDb 8.5 out of 10, Drew. Uh, t- oh, too low. We're on tomato 74%. <laughs> Way too low. Metacritic fifty seven percent. Way too low. Jews want what's those hundreds? What's those big face no, hundreds? L- let me tell you though, I'm blown away that that has a seventy four on mm. Rotten Tomatoes. I did not expect that, mm. and and I'm gonna come across as the fanboy here, but I'm really yeah. not. Like I'm really not. I think it's an ironic. It's an ironic seventy four percent. Yeah, it's like oh look, at, he did it. Good job. Oh, he did it. Yeah, they're like they're 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 patronizing him. They're patting him. <laughs> he did. He made a movie. 
All right, let's get this thing going. Fueled <laughs> by his restored faith in humanity, Zack Snyder finishes his movie. <laughs> no. Um, inspired Jack by Super- Snyder. <laughs> I'm going to call him Jack Snyder for the rest of my life now. Uh, thank you. <laughs> All right. Fueled by his restored faith in humanity and inspired by Superman's selfless act, Bruce Wayne enlists newfound ally Diana Prince to face an even greater threat together. Batman and Wonder Woman work quickly to recruit a team to stand against this newly awakened enemy. Despite the formation of an unprecedented league of heroes, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Cyborg, and The Flash, it may be too late to save the planet from an assault of catastrophic proportions. Drew, that just sounded like a bunch of words thrown together. It, I mean, I pulled whatever was from, from Google there. There was probably, I could have probably written a better one than that, but I just... I could have, with I, I could have improved a better thing than that, but <laughs> we're going to go on from that. It's fine. It was, fine. I mean, so, so this movie, normally we talk about the financials and the return, but this movie had come out obviously in, in what was it? 20, uh, was it, I forgot what year. 16? 17? 2017. Yeah. Right, the original, and that was the the as some people like to call it now the Justice League version, <laughs> the the, two, the totally metaled version. That Ooh. movie, I don't even remember what the budget was, but Zack Snyder had seventy million for reshoots for this, and mm-hmm. he took zero dollar salary so that he could have one hundred percent full creative control. How do you even project the returns on this right now? Because I I don't know. I mean, we're yeah. like three days I, in. I, I don't even know. Like, I was going to ask you about the economics of, of streaming platforms. Like, how do you, like, how does Warner Brothers make their money back? How do they make that $70 million back? Like, why would they make this movie is my question. Like, not my, that, not, not, I'm not questioning that it's a good movie. I'm like, why would they make this movie? My general feeling on this is two things. One, streaming subscriptions. Because, you know, people are going to buy a ticket to a movie theater at, what, $15 a pop? okay, let's get a month of HBO Max for $15 and hey, I forgot to cancel. Or you know what? Hey, they have some pretty other good content on here I'm not going to cancel because I'd be signing up for this regardless for Mortal Kombat coming out in a couple weeks. And, you know, for for this, like that is one. And then the second one would be brand loyalty because they listen to the fans, right? Mm -hmm. I have air quotes right now, but they listen to the fans. So it's like, hey, and they're a new streaming platform. So they've got to try to compete with Netflix. I guess it's a huge gift for them. I guess HBO and HBO Max. Max is, is I guess, is still relatively new. As Chris and, uh, so they saying. own Warner, or Warner owns HBO, or one one way or the other. Is well, AT and T owns Warner, and Warner yeah. owns HBO. But it's it's a big giant conglomeration. But yeah, it's. I mean, it's a new streaming service. Christopher Nolan, and some would call it the worst streaming mm-hmm. service. But so, <laughs> yeah. So you think that they'd be able to tell just from new yeah. subscribers? People who are signing up just for Justice League to see if it was a, of like a a success. I mean, you know, dishing out this money to gain X amount of subscribers. Generally, with analytics, there's going to be some way for them to find that out. They're probably mm-hmm. looking at it some combination of you know new subscribers, how many people stream this movie because there's existing subscribers too. But I'm sure that they have some cut of it that they can see. But my guess would be that you know. There was a huge, huge, huge fan following for this for years, mm-hmm. right? No one ever thought it would happen. I'm sure, I'm sure that they got a lot of a lot of buzz for this because yeah. mm-hmm. it's an easy thing, right? I mentioned to you before, like music streaming. People used to pirate music all the time until it was easier to pay $10 a month for Spotify because right. it's just easier. And this mm-hmm. to me is that, like you're going to get a lot of people that just want to check this out. It's like, it's a four hour movie. Like who makes that? 
Right. I think people just want to know, like, even if it's, I don't even really care about justice league. Like, let me go see what everyone's talking about. I bet they got a lot of subscribers. Gut feel. Yeah. So you're not a movie prognosticator or you're not an analyst, an analyst or statistician. I mean, maybe you are, I don't know what you're doing for your time besides this podcast. (laughs) Actuary scientist. (laughs) Um, Do you think that they're going to, because you, as you think about it in terms of, all right, uh, justice league, in 2017, even though it's an inferior movie, it made a billion dollars, right? Or yeah. somewhere around there. Right. 900 some million, whatever it was. I forget. Do you think that they're, they're banking on, all right, if a small percentage of those billion dollars subscribe to HBO Max, they're going to do it now. Or at least try it out and maybe I, become, you know, monthly by month by month by year subscription holders. I think so. I mean, look, I don't know how Netflix does it. It's interesting because you got stuff like The Irishman coming out and, and other big, big kind of director type movies that are coming out to Netflix now. And in fact, um, Zach, don't call me Jack Snyder has that, what is it? Army of the Dead coming out with Dave Bautista coming out soon mm-hmm. on on Netflix. And there's other Netflix movies that are coming out. I mean, I think the cool thing about this type of thing is that you would never have a four-hour movie in the theater because the economics of it don't make sense because they need to have Mm -hmm. X amount of screens play this movie X amount of times per day in X amount of theaters to get their return. So, I I mean, I'm very curious about the economics of this because Mm -hmm. I think it's a good thing, in my opinion, for this type of thing to happen. It's cool. Well, Christopher Nolan says it's it's killing the movie industry. So. I mean, he says a lot of things, and I and I respect <laughs> his opinion too. But you know, I think that you know I'm not going to expect to go watch his next movie on this streaming exclusively. But I think there's a market for maybe direct to streaming, like high budget type movies mm-hmm. that are this type of thing, maybe a four so, hour type of movie. Now you you mentioned that uh, they don't have four hour movies in the theaters because you know runtimes and they want to show the movie X amount of times in a day. Yeah. But I disagree. I think it's because my ass hurts after about <laughs> 2.7 hours. That's my limit. That's my limit. Yeah. Like however long the departed was, that's the limit. Well, I mean, Any, one minute it, after departed is my ass hurts and I'm ready to go. Well, what was the end game was like three hours and, and one minute. And yeah. I have this later in the notes, but this is officially the longest superhero hero film released in the, in the 2020s. Oh, oh I believe it. It's, it's, but, but you can't even really call it a movie because, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I know we'll get into this, but it's, it's like a seven episode thing that literally is one file. And I will, and and I I have questions on that. And I I swear, that's like our, our catchphrase is we'll get to that later, (laughs) but we will get to that later. The Last Row Podcast, Colin, we'll get to that later. One more thing. I wanted to piggyback one more thing off of what you said uh, earlier about um, fans. Uh, do you think it's a good to have fans demand a movie into existence the way yes. they did for this movie? And here's why. And I have a very strong take on this. Yes. Because what's the point of making any of the shit anyway? For real. <laughs> like, it's for the fans. Like, yeah. and, and I think the, what you see for a lot of this stuff, they should be making stuff for the fans. That's the whole point of anything. They want right? these people to buy, you know, trinkets and, and buy, the, buy the tickets, buy the trinkets, buy the toys, buy the movies, buy the games. Yeah. But but here's here's why I feel very strongly about this. Whether you like this movie or not, I don't care. I, I liked it. I'm just going to come out and say it. I liked it. But I think this is a good thing because what you see in the past, and especially with Warner Brothers, you get studio meddling on everything because they're worried about what's this image, what's that. Clearly, mm-hmm. people wanted this. They liked what they were seeing before, even though the studio decided that they didn't want to see that. Right. And And maybe it had critically bad reviews, but most of these movies, fans did like them. You know, regardless. Yeah. But the thing is, you've got these studio suits 
not to quote Billy Walsh here from, mm-hmm. from Entourage, but their suits, right? And they don't know. They're not looking at the vision. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something I agree with Nolan on, right? There's there's a reason you make this stuff. It's for right. people who want to watch it. They like it. Right. It, so It's not like some marketing executive the, that thinks mm-hmm. how they're going to position it. It's, it's I, annoying to me. I guess there's something that I can't get my head wrapped around is that the 2017 Justice League that was just marred by, you know, this, that, and the other thing, right. you know, the tragedy of Snyder's family, and then picking it up from Joss Whedon, who may or may not have cared more about the project than, than Snyder did. Right. So I don't know. Or maybe he was just being a yes man to the studio and, hey, make it more like Marvel. But let's be real. That movie was a polished turd for the most it part. Was, like it was, it was fine. It was okay, but more bad than good. And it still made a billion dollars. Right. So in the studio's defense, what does it matter if the movie's good or not? If the, everyone's going to go out and see it. And then if they made another one and it was equally as mediocre and it's still going to make $900 million to $1 billion, then, then what is, I don't know, what's the point in resurrecting old stuff for, quote unquote, for the fans if you're a studio, I'm just talking as from a studio, from a well, that's, perspective. That's why I'm saying to you, I think this is a good thing because the fans did it. The fans got something that actually mm-hmm. they cared about versus yeah. some crap that's shoved down their throat right. that makes money anyway, because, mm-hmm. and here's, here's where I'm going with this. Like, and, and maybe I'm going to sound like an artsy fartsy snob, but the thing is when, you know, it's like almost people, people that complain about like pop music, right? It's like, oh, it's so commercial. Like, who cares? It has no talent. It's just whatever, right? You could almost look at certain movies in the same way. And I'm not talking about any specific movie in general, but you look at maybe the Justice League movie from then. It's like, it still made a billion dollars. Okay, what does that say? Like, from them, it means that the studios are lazy and they're just going to do whatever they can to make a buck. But who who suffers from that? Like, the fans that wanted something like this. So the fact that people were passionate enough to go and like wish something into existence and really rally around it, whether you like Snyder or not, you got to admit that's pretty cool. And I get that people are now like, oh, well, why aren't they going to, now they're going to demand a David Ayer cut of Suicide Squad. Now they're going to demand this cut. This actually happened before, by the way, this Mm -hmm. happened. So Superman 2, Richard Mm -hmm. Donner, there was a Richard Donner cut that was released. So it's not like this is the first time something that's, like this has mm-hmm. ever happened. That's that's what I'm going to get at here. I was wondering what's the line. Like I, I think back of a couple of years ago. I remember Sonic the Hedgehog, something stupid like Sonic, yeah. where everyone was furious about the way Sonic looked. Oh, he has teeth. Oh, he looks too human. And they like the movie grinded to a halt so they could redraw Sonic in a stupid Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Which yeah, he looks stupid, but like does it matter? Because the same amount of kids were going to go see it and just. Some of the people that are, you know, frankly, our age that are just nostalgic for it, get a little butthurt about it. And they went ahead and they changed the movie because of it. So I'm afraid that something like this could slow down movie making in the future and also stunt creativity of new content because people are going to be scrambling to redo old content. No, is is that paranoia on my part? No, I think I think you're Well, here's I'm going to I'm going to tell you why I disagree. So it's a different situation with Sonic. That was purely, and I agree with what you're saying on that. The It was a visual thing. It wasn't, mm-hmm. hey, this movie isn't good. It was like, hey, we didn't like this. Did they need to do that? No, they didn't. But it didn't mean that the movie was going to change. Like mm-hmm. they changed the CG of it yeah. and the way it looked, but they didn't change the story that was clearly meddled. So when you look at releasing other con- content or cuts, like from my perspective, 
who cares if they change, like if they want to release um, the David Ayer cut, sure. If they want to go spend money on that, great. If they don't do mm. it, okay. But like this was clearly there was something going on behind the scenes here. They were meddling and all this kind of stuff where, I mean, there was a lot, a lot, a lot of reports that came out about what was going on with this. Mm. I think fans demanding this is different than demanding a different view of Sonic, like a picture. Like, I don't know. It's right. This is more story, more, hey, this guy had a vision going this way. I like that vision. I want to see more of that versus like, you know, they completely just change the look of a character. Now, maybe you would disagree, but I think it's a little different in my opinion. I mean, I'm not really going anywhere with this as far as like, I don't have a soapbox stand or anything like that. I'm just playing devil's advocate. But like in the future, let's say a, say a Spider-Man movie gets made and it's made by, I don't know, a well, a well-respected act uh, director who, I don't know, let's say Christopher Nolan does Spider-Man, right? And the studio gets a hold of it. And they do something to it that maybe Christopher Nolan says something about it, wants to detach his name from, right? Are people going to demand the, 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 the Nolan cut or are people going to demand this cut and that cut of movies? Like, I'm just afraid of, of, of movies being the same. You know, we worry about remakes being done. I'm worried about the same movies being remade and recut versus just moving on to the next thing. This but, didn't work. Let's move on to the next thing. But I don't think, and I, here's the last thing I'll say on it, and it kind of gets into our, our next topic, right? Artistic freedom. Mm-hmm. Just in general, I think it's less of the same because you've got the director's actual vision versus yeah. something that's diluted into what's going to make money from a popular standpoint, where it's right. like, you could argue most of these like disaster films, like we do the day after tomorrow, right? That's the same movie being made over and over because it makes yeah. money. Like True. this, there's a, a formula four, to it. That's what I'm saying. Like a four-hour movie. Like clearly, look up Zack Snyder on on Rotten Tomatoes. The guy is mm-hmm. divisive. Like let's mm-hmm. just be sure. serious about that, right? So seeing his cut of the movie, I don't think that's going to dilute anything. In my opinion, I think it'll push it more the other way. And most of these things are already done. Like there's director cuts on DVD all the time. So. Right. It's I don't know. It's the same to me. And I'm not. I'm not. And I'm. I'm and I'm all for the artistic freedom. In fact, like it. It's shown through in this movie because it's definitely better than the 2017 version. Even at four hours, even though the, the runtime is ridiculous, it was still. I thought it was a great movie. And I know. Like, obviously, you do too. I'm just wondering. Like, did my life change because this was <laughs> released, or can I just remember 2017 Justice League as being in production hell? And moving on with my life without without the perfect Justice League cut that actually did come out. I think I think what you'll see is, and we'll talk. I want to talk about this right now with the artistic freedom. Right, mm-hmm. clearly this guy was asked to set up an entire cinematic universe in like two movies. Whereas you look at the other side, and it's impossible not to compare it to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is mm-hmm. very successful and very good, by the way, which I I like they had multiple movies and they did it the right way. They let it breathe and the studio didn't breathe down their neck. And here's the thing that I'll say about this with this, the fact that he was allowed to do what he wanted. That to me is always a good thing. When you let the director like in, in a, in a, in a vacuum, right in a vacuum, Mm -hmm. the director has the vision, not some studio executive suit. Yeah. And if he's allowed to tell the story he wants to, I think that's a good thing. And, and I want to ask you about the movie length because you alluded to it. Like this movie is four hours and four hours plus. I thought that that was a good thing in my opinion because of the fact that it was released on streaming. Now, if you ask me, do I want to see a four hour movie in the theater? Probably not. That's that mm-hmm. is too long. But the fact that they had debates about will they release it in chapters? Will they release it as full length? Will they release it as episodes? Like I see no difference in releasing this versus a miniseries. 
outside of the fact that it was literally like one file versus five different files I had to play. So mm-hmm. I didn't care about the length because he clearly divided it into chapters where you could absolutely pause. You could walk sure. away for a day. Like it didn't matter to me, but did did the length bother you being four hours? Like, did you no. find it too long? No, I mean, I fell asleep a few times, but that's a me problem. You know, I fall asleep during a two hour movie. <laughs> I mean, I think I tweeted at the last row pod, you know, how many times will you fall asleep? Do you remember how many it was? It was three and I rewound <laughs> once. So I fell asleep within the first hour, like half hour, really um, right around uh, the Amazonian fight. Yeah. And uh, well, well, the first one was when Wonder Woman um, thwarted the terrorist plot in the first 25 minutes. You fell asleep during that? Yes. And Drew, <laughs> let me tell you something about me and audience out there. I fall asleep during the action scenes of movies. He does. I Man will. Of Steel, I will. I'm pretty sure he fell yes. Asleep. Yeah. I fell asleep during the loudest movie ever, which is the the finale of Man of Steel. So, and I will be more awake and alert during story exposition of movies. That's just the way I am. I don't know. I'll fall asleep during <laughs> during the best action scenes. It doesn't matter. Doesn't mean that it's bad. I don't know. Just fall I'll, I'll never forget. And this is for all the listeners out there. We were watching Man of Steel in the theater. And whoever was working the theater, and and again, we used to be the movie business, right? Mm. I know what the volume should be because I worked as a projectionist. Like whoever was working the projection booth that day, like had it turned to 11 11. and it was like clipping. Like the audio was so jacked (laughs) up that it was actually like clipping. And my ears were like hurting so bad. And I looked over to my right and Bowie's sitting there sleeping. (laughs) Like buildings are falling over. The city's getting destroyed as everyone hated. And and Bowie's sitting there sleeping. Well, let me tell you when, um, when, uh, when Henry Cavill is just crying in the arms of Kevin Costner, I'm full attention. <laughs> I mean, I don't I, know. I got my eyes glued. Did, would you think this would have worked better as um, being released kind of like on a weekly series or a chapter yeah, type thing? Or? Uh, yeah, but again, that's like changing the business, right? Right. I like, I like to separate my shows from my movies. Like, yeah. there's a big difference between, a, like, say, Game of Thrones, you know, a 10-episode epic, episodic epic. Yeah. Versus a movie that you split into like faux chapters, which this kind of was. Like, That's yeah, the truth. Like, yeah, they 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 cut it at like like I remember right when chapter one was ending in, in Justice League, I was like, this is a good time for them to stop. And not twenty right. seconds later, black screen, new chapter. So like, yeah, they did it well, but I don't like movies being cut into chat. Like, I watched The Hateful Eight recently on Netflix. Is that um, the where one they, where they, where they made did that? that? They did yeah. it. I didn't watch it. Yeah, they made it. They made it. They made the uh, director's cut or whatever it was, the long cut into like four or five different episodes. And it's fine, but I preferred the slightly shorter, but all the way through Hateful Eight. How long was that one, by the way? I'm, I'm not sure. I didn't watch it. Oh, I forget. It's pushing three hours, it's, maybe, it's slightly, like three maybe hours. slightly over, maybe a 305. I could be wrong, but it's right around there. It's not four, yeah. but it's certainly not two. It's more than two. I mean, I, I'll be honest. It might be you. 240, 250, something like that. I watched this. I think I started it at like 10. Whenever it, it was after 2 a.m. when I finished it. And mm. I, I've been, you know. Yeah, I never could have done that. I, I did it during the day on Saturday. But to be honest, it didn't feel that long to me. No, like, I know that the didn't. beginning is slow and it's a slow burn. And I even mm-hmm. texted you that ahead of time. I'm like, this is yeah. kind of slow. Like, I was wondering if you were going to like it or not because the beginning is pretty slow. Mm-hmm. But when it kind of got halfway, I thought, Wow, okay, like I, I didn't feel like it was that long. And and the experience itself, I was really enjoying it. I'm like, this is kind of yeah. cool. I'm sitting no. here instead of in the theater. Yeah, no, I, I liked watching it from home and I agreed it's the way to do it versus four hours in the theater. But I I don't know, this is the problem to me with artistic freedom is 
this guy, you give this guy four hours to make this movie. Like he had to make the movie four hours for the movie to be good. Well, and I, I yeah, he did a great job, but that's not also that I know you're going to say, you're going to say that's not also his fault. That's the studio. No, 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 fault. no, that's not where I was going to go. I, well, right I was, I would say that too. Yeah. But what I, what I was going to say was, I think he made it four hours because he could here. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, Hey man, these people have been waiting since, you know, 2017 for this thing, this yeah. mythical thing. Let me use everything. Let's give he him. Kind of pulled out let's all give the him everything. Let's give him everything I got. I think. Yeah. I think he could have. I think he could have done this in the theater for like a little over three hours, maybe three hours and five. Like there, there could mm-hmm. have been stuff that was cut, or they could have split the movie into two. Like you, you suggested yeah. that too. Which yeah, was I wanted rumors. to ask you that. Yeah. What do you think about now? This is gonna, now from now on, we might give away slight spoilers. So yeah, if you, so if you, if you didn't seen see it. the movie, this is a good time to stop and come That's back after you've seen the movie. <laughs> but um. But I think everybody knows that Superman is dead from the previous movie, from uh, from Batman vs Superman. Right. I think a good stopping point would be like as they're resurrecting Superman. You know, the Flash is going through with the cube, and I I don't know the terms. You know the terms better than the I mother do. Mother box. The mother box. There you go. The mother box. Um, when they put him in the pool, Flash does the thing. You resurrect him. That's a good. That's a great cliffhanger, and people would be pissed that the movie ends in the theater right there. But you tell me everyone is going to go see part two. I think they would, but here's why I'd be hesitant to do that. As, as Here's my, put my suit on here. I'll be mm-hmm. a suit studio guy. I think the beginning of that movie is too slow. And I feel like people okay. would walk away like nothing well, happened. Okay. That Agreed. would be my big concern there. So I think they'd probably then, have to cut that down a lot mm. and make it go further. Well, here's the thing know. then if, but if they had the ability to say, all right, Zach, we're going to give you two movies, you know, hat part one, part two, then he could adjust for that. He, and knowing, he knowing that maybe he could have made a more action centered beginning or, you know, changed up some of the slow spots, you know, yeah. he could have made four and a half hours of movie if he knew he had two movies to do it. And he might've, I think I, I'll be honest with you. I think the reason why it was four hours was because it could be four hours. And mm-hmm. I think, it was this this never but, really happened before type right. thing. It's like let me give him everything. But obviously, it was strong enough to be four hours. It could have been longer. So it they should have. they could have and should have made two movies out of this. And if it was done this way, they would have been two commercially successful movies too. Because oh. you can't tell me this movie released in the theater. By the way, I pointed to my TV, even though you're not even like in the room. <laughs> nobody's watching me. Hey man, <laughs> this Our movie just looking out your window right now. Yeah. <laughs> This movie released in theaters, cut into two, but done in this way, there's no way it would have been a critical failure. Like, it, obviously, it's a great movie. It, I, as far as, I mean, with caveat as superhero movies go, I'm going to say. Here's but, here's yeah. what I'll say, though. And I'm going to say something controversial right now. The Last Row Podcast, Colin, we'll get into that later. But let we'll me get say into this, this later. Right now. <laughs> let me say that right now. Like, I don't think that, I don't think the world was ready for this movie at the, <laughs> at the time that it came out. And I don't mean that because it's so good. I don't think you're ready. I don't think you're ready. (laughs) Okay, you're ready. I think here's where I'm going with that. I know it sounds ridiculous. What I'm where I'm going with that is people hated Batman v Superman so much that I think whatever this was gonna be, people weren't ready for it. And Mm -hmm. and honestly, Marvel was killing it at the time, and they still are. They were killing it so hard, and they were kind of like with Infinity War and Endgame and all this stuff, right, coming out, they were at the pinnacle. 
that whatever came out here was always going to be inferior. It just didn't matter. The fact that people hated Batman v Superman, they hated it. It was like a 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like that movie is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, but I could understand why people would hate that movie. Like I don't fault people for it. So, okay. But I don't think the world was ready for this. And I think right now, Endgame's over, MCU's going into their next phase. People kind of like looking back on this, they kind of maybe feel a little bad for Snyder with what happened with him for this family tragedy. It's kind of like, hey, you know, there's a lot of problems that plague the set of this thing. Maybe let's see what's going on. And they maybe looked at it with fresh eyes versus like being in the moment of like that hateful, like this guy's a hack, hack Snyder, you know, all this stuff. So maybe the world changed their opinion a little all right. bit. You well, get what I mean? I, that's very well said. You know, I can't argue that. That's that's actually a point I never thought of before, and I, I like that. But let's <laughs> let's kind of let's kind of segue into uh, our next topic here, which is as you coin and many coin the Justice League. Oh, I can't um, take any credit for that. I can't take any credit yeah. for that. So, um, but you brought it into my world because I didn't know it existed until you said it. <laughs> you talk about Snyder having to leave the original film for family reasons. And maybe there was rumors that he was fired too. We don't know the full extent. Like no one's really going to know the story. I don't know. What do you, what do you think the biggest differences were for this movie? And what do you think about it? Just in comparison to the justice league. So I'll say this. When I saw justice league in the theater, I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. I I mean, it was fine. I was like, okay, it's not bad. It's whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. I I was just happy. I think the four or five of us saw it together and we all had a consensus that it was like, it was pretty good. Yeah. That was a movie. It was, it was, it was a movie. It was was okay. I think like the longer I thought about it and the more, and and see, I just kind of, I mean, I played my hand, right. I liked Batman Superman. I know, like I said, I, a lot of people didn't and I get it. I understand that, but I just kind of liked it. I, I thought it was cool. But yes. it wasn't necessarily a good movie, right? So as as listen as a as a Batman fan, like yes, they did things kind of cool that people yeah. would be like very upset about. Like again, mm. Batman with guns, you know. But I'm willing to say, you know, what, it's a different take on it. Like I know that's blasphemy. Like some people would murder me for saying that, mm-hmm. you know. But but what I liked about it was it was just different, and it's something else. And I like the Nolan movies; those are my favorite Batman movies. So I'll go back and watch those. But I was just excited to see Batman on the screen. But this sure. movie was interesting because. You know, again, I like I like Henry Cavill as Superman, and I think Warner Brothers is dumb if they don't use him again. I think he's a great Superman. I love him as Superman, and I think when I watched Justice League, it was more of the guys that I liked, and I was like, okay, I'm willing to kind of get it get it for that. But the more I thought mm-hmm. about it, and as the years went by, like I own that movie; it's sitting on the shelf over there, and I haven't yeah. watched it once since we saw it in the theater. I just right. didn't want to go back, and I've watched. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to watch Infinity War. I wanted to watch Endgame. Like, those are really good movies. Mm-hmm. Black Panther is like an amazing movie. And you go and you watch that ga- that movie, and it's just kind of like, eh, it's fine. It didn't make any sense tonally. And when you look at this one, and when you compare it, the biggest difference, if you ask me that, this movie feels like a cohesive vision from yeah, start to finish. Real. Yeah, and I, I, like the, I like how you said that. Like, the, the, re- the rewatchability of certain Marvel movies um, in comparison to the DC yeah. movies, like... I like DC characters probably better than Marvel characters, and it's well known in this podcast. I'm not a huge superhero fan overall, but I tend to lean towards the DC characters. I like have no interest in watching Man of Steel or Batman versus Superman or the old Justice League, and even though I like Marvel less, like I would totally watch I don't know um, Guardians of the Galaxy or Endgame yeah. or Black Panther again or great anything movies. like that. Thor, right? 
they're totally rewatchable. But this, for some reason, this four-hour movie, I would watch again at some I would point. Too. I, I would like, you know what? Maybe I'll watch this. Maybe I'll watch it over a couple nights. Maybe I won't watch it as a four-hour marathon again. Yeah. But it has a rewatchability to it because it's that, as you said, cohesive of a story, as you said. Yeah. Well, and 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 this leads us to the next transition. I want to talk a little bit more about the characters because something that you know you noticed with Justice League, and and we'll talk about this throughout when we talk a lot about Batman, Wonder Woman, some of the ways that they portrayed some of these, specifically Cyborg and Flash, to me was like mm-hmm. the biggest night and day difference. They cut so much out of that other movie. I mean, I was watching uh, YouTuber Jeremy Johns, like his review and his spoiler review, he was talking about like 10 seconds here, 10 seconds there. They had this mandate of two hours or less because of X amount of screens. Like the stuff I was mentioning in the beginning, the economics, like the biggest thing to me was Wonder Woman was so much more badass in this version than the Justice League version. Batman, you saw him like progress. And I think, and and here's what I'll say too, when, when you think about how people, what I was getting at before, they look back on Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and this, there is an arc. At least mm-hmm. Batman has an arc. And when you yeah. look at how he was in Batman Superman, like, whether you like it or not, he was like this, you know, old grizzled jerk, right? He was pissed, like Robin died, like that sucks. I was mad mm-hmm. about that. I didn't want that. But he had this arc and he wanted to kill Superman. And then through the movie... He learned, and, and I know in the, the meme moment of Martha, which Martha, is, again, kind of lame. Why did you say that? I get it. <laughs> it's lame. I get it. But you look at that, clearly he was trying to maybe become something bigger. And I thought it was more apparent in this version than the other one. It just seemed like there was an actual character arc, and he was more of a leader in this than just part of a two-hour movie where he was like doing some cool mm-hmm. stuff. You know, yeah. and, and, and same with Wonder Woman too. Like they just seemed like they were part of a story versus like a bunch of moments that were cut together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and apart from the character visions, like as we finish up the Justice League and his whole, and, and the differences, I don't know. Just like, it's str- struck me as crazy. that the brightness, like the, the color palette. Like I know people knock on Snyder's, and uh, the DC movies were being too dark, grim dark, whatever. Murderers. But then, you, and then, but when Whedon took over Justice League, and I'm sure it was a mandate of the studio to, hey, be more like Marvel. All of a sudden, they threw a fresh coat of paint on it. Every, the colors popped. The one climax scene was in red. Yeah, I don't know. Like Batman's spitting off jokes while he's almost getting murdered by Superman. Yeah. It's oh, just, that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> it made no sense. Like, yeah. there was just, it was out of character. Like, it's like, it's worse you, to me. Do you think that we didn't truly believe that that was, like, going to work? Or do you think that he was just like, hey, make this like Marvel? Do, I mean, we'll, do the Marvel we'll, thing. We'll never know what was him and what was the studio kind of mandating. Like, there was Jeff Johns, who's like a famous DC writer behind the scenes. There's a bunch of different people and executives that were probably brought him in for a specific reason. Now, I'm not going to get into Whedon personally because I know that there's some personal stuff that people like talk about him being a jerk. But on the set of this movie, Ray Fisher, who plays Cyborg, there was this whole thing where they were doing an investigation about how Joss Whedon and Jeff Johns and John Berg treated them. It's a it's a, a whole read. You can go look it up on Google. But mm. long story short, I guess I don't know whether Whedon gets unfairly blamed for maybe the studio mandate. And again, I'm not talking about him as a person. I'm talking about him as the director of this movie. Yeah. But maybe it's a thing where he gets kind of the criticism thrown at him and maybe some of this stuff was mandated on him. But 
it is very much his style. If you look at the first Avengers movie, there was quips. Mm-hmm. It worked with those characters and it worked with the tone of that movie. Right. This did not, it just didn't work right. in that original. It just because, made no sense. Yeah, and, and some of the original Marvel like uh, story building movies, like they were written as right. kind of almost comedies, like, you know, very witty scenes throughout. Whereas right. this, the comedy came out of nowhere and it was kind of jarring. Now, this this cut... The, the the Snyder version of it had some funny moments in it, but it felt more, I don't know, like it, it it just felt more organic and natural. Like I mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I hated Flash in the in the in the cut of of Whedon's cut in Justice mm-hmm. League. I just couldn't stand him. And in this, I thought he was like the perfect blend of humor and kind of like he's a kid, you know, yeah. kind of thing. It just worked for me. And and the same with like some of the other characters. So yeah, why don't we uh, why don't we skip to characters? Then we talk about Cyborg and Flash and how they kind of didn't have stories in the they original had zero cut. story. Yeah, and then we talk about Batman and Wonder Woman. How it, they almost had this like romantic sexual chemistry in the first one, weird. and that seemed like that's what they were going for. But in the new version, there's almost none of that. One awkward moment, but the story wasn't really driven on Batman and Wonder Woman. You know recruiting I mean they were recruiting but that wasn't like the full drive of the movie it was kind of like a part of the first you know the first little bit of it I'll say this like I didn't really care for Cyborg in the first movie but in this one he was like the heart and soul of the movie and I I thought one Ray Fisher nailed it like he was awesome the actor was great let me I don't want to knock the actor I'm going to seriously ask I like him because I don't know he seemed kind of like wooden at certain points but He's also a cyborg. Is it because <laughs> it, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be a jerk? I'm serious. I'm going to ask this question. Does he act that way on purpose because part of his humanity has was gone? Yes. I, I right? mean, I, I don't know. Like if you look at what happened to him, like from a character development standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, his mom died in that car crash. His dad wasn't yeah. there. He blames his father for what no, happened. But he was basically reborn through the mother box, right? Right, right. So like maybe part of his, is like, is that a character thing that his acting uh, is a little, quote, not a, no pun intended, robotic? I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was, maybe it was this, the, the direction that he got to. Like, I don't know that. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. Comics, but I, I don't, don't want to knock him because I thought he did well. And he's also like a very young actor. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't he, think it was bad in any sense, but I thought some of it was part of the pun robotic, but maybe a, it was a conscious choice, which, I, I, which in which case it would, he did a great job. I liked him. I mean, I thought he was really good. And, I did and too. I couldn't see anybody else doing it. It's, it's, I'd rather it be a younger unknown versus, you know, another name. I thought, I thought it just, it worked well. And like the fact that he kind of brought people together in a weird way too, he, he was sort of that, that heart and soul. And then, yeah. you know, what do you think about Flash? Because Flash was... I like the Flash just as a as a comic fan. Like he's one of my favorite characters, and and in the original cut, I just was like, man, really disappointed. I just didn't like the casting. I didn't like the character. This they really gave him a lot to work with. I feel. Yeah. Did you did you get a lot from that? Oh, I thought he popped off the screen, and I loved him. I thought I he loved was good. his whole like. It was like an origin story, like within a second of him right. saving the girl. It's kind of okay. This is what he does. This is his powers. He's trying to get a job in a pet store. It's like kind of who he is yeah. in like in a, in like a five minute circle here. I mean, and and listen, I, I'll the the true comic fan of me would say, well, that's not Barry Allen. That's more Wally West, right? I mm. I didn't care. See, I, didn't, I didn't even know there were two of them. Who knows? I didn't, I didn't care. <laughs> like I I don't know when it comes to these movies. Like I'm not one of those like 
people that's like, oh, how are they going to do this? Like, I don't, mm -hmm. I just don't care because the fact that it's even happening is cool to me. So for the most part, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm the the type of person that watches these movies with a really open mind. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Like I'm getting to watch this on, on the screen. Like even then when Justice League came out, I enjoyed it. Like at the time I wasn't like, this is the worst movie ever. Like I didn't like it retroactively, mm -hmm. but at the time it was fine. But w what do you think about um, Ben Affleck as Batman? Because I know that <sighs> you're not usually a fan. He we won me over. In, uh -huh. in BVS, I wasn't a fan of the casting in the beginning, but I, I want to know, like, did your mind change this time around? See, we, uh, you go back a couple episodes, we did Batman Forever, and uh, we talked about, we ranked Batmans, you know, this and that and the other suits. Did you change actors, your rankings? Bruce Wayne's, no. He's still, <laughs> like, just barely above Clooney to me. Really? So, yeah, and I, I want to get this clear. I think Ben Affleck is a good actor, a very good actor. It has nothing to do with his ability. It's just when I see him running around in the bat suit, is I don't know, like he just doesn't. He moves oddly, like I don't know. He just doesn't. I don't, I don't think hulking. he has it. I don't he's think he hulking. has it. Yes, <laughs> maybe it's the bat suit. Maybe it's too. He's too wide. I don't he's know. Jacked doesn't. Um, he doesn't know. strike me as Bruce Wayne. It's just something about him. I liked him. I don't know. I, I'm a fan. I don't know. I'm a fan. Like, he did fine. Like he's not. Like he he doesn't he doesn't take away. All right. I'm a fan. He I'm doesn't fan. take. Yeah, he doesn't take away. What about but, uh, what about Jeremy Irons as Alfred? Because I, I think same. he's criminally underrated. I love same. Him. Great actor. That's you Jeremy like Irons. It? That's Jeremy Irons. It's not Alfred. Man, get out of here. Ben Affleck and Jeremy Irons are running around <laughs> pretending to be Batman. <laughs> they're in Halloween and, and, and Alfred for Halloween. That's what it looks like to me. <laughs> it's kind of like they're acting. Yeah. It's like, why don't you guys go make a movie? Why are you guys running around in costumes? No, <laughs> I, I think the cool thing, and maybe I just like the dynamic between the two of them because, yeah. you know, it's better than the, the, the old feeble Alfred from like the original yeah. trilogy, you know, back in the- <laughs> I like him. <laughs> I don't even know the guy's name. The I butler it. guy? Yeah, I like the him. One, you know, Master with... Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's so old. And, and and Michael Caine is really good too. But I yeah. kind of like that Jeremy Irons seemed like a tactician. Like he, he almost seemed like, you know, he was in like the, the SAS or something, you know? Like in yeah. some of the comics, there's some storylines where you've got Alfred is basically like a secret service type of guy or like a special forces. Mm -hmm. I liked him. Uh, well, but it, yeah, go ahead. I'll contradict myself here, but I'll say this. I think having a big name actor be Batman in this movie with other big big name actors around them but not quite as big as him that kind of works for the leadership like looking him looking like a leader yeah oh there's ben affleck he's leading all like he's the lead of the movie he's got the clout it may yeah it makes sense but like strictly from a put the guy in the suit he's batman put him in the boardroom he's bruce wayne or he's acting like a snooty rich guy you know I, I just don't see it i just don't see it i don't know i'm a fan what 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 about um Commissioner Gordon? So before we move on to maybe some of the other characters, what about Commissioner Gordon, J, J. Jonah Jameson, or should I should I say I, that? I, well, I think he's a traitor. <laughs> That's J. Jonah Jameson. What's he doing in a DC movie? I I don't I don't care so much about that. I just why thought gotta, why I got a flip flop. J.K. Simmons to me is J.K. Simmons. So similar to how you feel about Ben Affleck in a suit, I yeah. feel like it's J.K. Simmons playing dress up as Commissioner Gordon, and I didn't like the casting because he's too quippy. Mm -hmm. He's too yeah. I don't know. It doesn't work for me yeah. too much. He should be more, uh, I don't know, slower, pained, hardcore. So what did you think of, of of Aquaman? Because the cool thing about this was, if you look at the timeline, I think it precedes the Aquaman solo movie. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing I thought was Amber Heard had a British accent in this and and not in the, the Aquaman <laughs> solo movie. But did you like um, 
you know, Jason Momoa as Aquaman did it. Mm. You know, I think you liked the Aquaman movie, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I thought it was more of the same. Like, I think he's a really badass character. And um, I'm a fan of him just having like this, I don't know, just forever chip on his shoulder, yeah. mad at the world, unsure of who he is, doesn't want to go to Atlantis, hates Atlantis, but kind of resents the humans as well. Yeah. Like, he resents saving people. Like, uh, just here, save another one. Don't be an asshole next time. That uh, kind of thing. Anytime you get anytime you get a Willem Dafoe sighting, I'm gonna I'm not yeah. gonna be upset about that either. Yeah. You know, it just that really throws me for a loop. <laughs> he had the long flowing yeah. like metal hair this time too, which yeah. was pretty cool. No, I don't think there was that much difference really between the two cuts of the movie for him. Save maybe he was a little more maybe a little more broish during the fight scenes. There was the way that he got recruited was a little different too. Um, you know. I, and I don't mean to skip over Wonder Woman either, by the way. Like we we didn't really talk much about her. Like the differences we talk. I mentioned she's more badass in this, but I liked her arc and I liked the whole Amazon storyline to me too. That was pretty cool. I liked the 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 whole thing with like them trying to save the mother box in the beginning, the fight and all that. Yeah. Um I think, you know, for her, you're right, Aquaman's wasn't much different. I think Wonder Woman's was a lot different. Yeah, um, I I, she, I thought her her fight scenes were clearly the best. They were of, like, awesome. She was the best fighter of the movie. She she opinion. the whole scene with her in the in the what is it the museum I guess where the guys were trying to the terrorist Bruce, the terrorist Bruce Bolton yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy from Game yeah. of Thrones was trying yeah. to blow the place up like the way that she moved it reminded me of Feora from the Kryptonian from Man of Steel how quickly she moved mm. and I just thought man like that's really awesome she had really cool moves she like she looked cool as hell and the way that she was fighting was was just awesome it looked like a superhero to me it was yeah. really cool uh what did you think of superman he was barely in it but did you I, think Ken, henry cavill what do you think of him yeah i didn't really think much of him at all like he did fine like i didn't yeah there there were differences between the two movies but i thought his his resurrection and his fight with the justice league was you know kind of similar I think the, the, a few more things were added. Obviously, there were less jokes, but that's not on Cavill. Like, Cavill was definitely not joking around. Other than I like the, the black you, suit Other better. than the do you bleed comment was uh, <laughs> was stripped away. The, the, the black suit was awesome, too. Yeah. I mean, that's that's like yeah. a... That's been the tease. That was the original yeah. tease of all of this whole thing, and, and that was pretty cool. And, I mean, I get it. Like, people are tired of evil Superman, so mm-hmm. they, they don't want to see where this is maybe going or where it was going and people were kind of tired of it with the injustice stuff like the video games and just all the comics of evil and Zack Snyder not letting him be heroic but I kind of liked him you know and I I thought it was cool especially when he was going to get his suit and you heard what's his name Russell Crowe talking and also Kevin Costner and it was like dueling comments of his two like fathers Mm -hmm. I thought that was really awesome oh yeah and speaking of awesome what about the entire opening sequence Oh yeah, with with the fact that he was getting like murdered. Yeah, he was, was getting awesome. murdered from like a different perspective from the end of the first or the end really of uh, cool. Man, uh, Batman vs Superman, and like his voice kind of echoing shockwaves throughout the entire city. Yeah, and basically, I guess activating the mother boxes. I liked that aspect. Like that's of it like a lot. that's a great way to like introduce the mother boxes. Like as for me as a person who had no idea what the hell a mother box was, that's why Justice League was so damn confusing. Well, it, it was it was interesting because if you look at the beginning, so you take the end of Man of Steel, the end of Man of Steel is the beginning of Batman v Superman, and the end mm-hmm. of Batman v Superman is the beginning of this movie. So it right. kind of flows when you look at it together. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool. And I think the original, the Justice League beginning of this movie was like Batman telling jokes on a roof. 
it I don't was, think uh, it was Superman being video. Oh, the videotape. Video recorded with by a some really kids. bad mustache. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The, really C- the famous bad. CG mustache. But like, <laughs> they didn't set up what the boxes were, and like that really confused the hell out of me. It, it was and like, yeah. And then this new one, and like, I totally got it. Like, oh, this is this is actually what this is. Okay. Cool. I, I think I think it was really good, and and maybe. Th- like I want to talk a little bit about about Steppenwolf as a character here because that to me is like the one of the absolutely hugest differences. And I think what mm-hmm. we should do is let's throw him through the villain scale. Let's do it, and we'll see how he comes out compared to some of the other stuff. But we'll talk about him throughout. So just start off with this dude's look. What do you think of him? And and you can compare him to Justice Justice League. Do mm-hmm. you think he looked cool? Like on a one to five scale, what what are you giving him? He's probably getting a five just because, first of all, his horns, which could like horns are like the alien equivalent of a ponytail. <laughs> if you have horns, you're definitely evil enough to get a five for look on the villain scale. But besides that, I don't know. You might know better than I do what it's called. Like his suit. Was it a suit or was it skin? It was like that armor. like prickled. It was like the armor. armor. Yeah. I, I don't like, know. Yeah. I mean, in the comic, he's more of like a guy. Like he looks mm-hmm. like more like a person, not like this weird alien. So I'm going to knock him on that because normally the helmet is is what it is. I think he looked awesome. And especially the suit, the armor. I'm giving him a four here mm-hmm. for this just because of the the antler looking things were actually part of his head instead of his helmet. Like I, I don't know, I would have preferred oh, if that okay. wasn't so his actual for, head. For authenticity you've yeah. got the point. Okay. But but right. I Fair but enough. if you Fair ask enough. me, he's infinitely more badass than the Justice League version. And that scene where he gets shot with all the arrows and mm-hmm. he just flexes his armor and they all break out. Yeah. was like awesome. It was one of the coolest scenes. I'm giving him a four for that, but I, right. I thought overall he looked infinitely better yeah. than the original version. Um, Definitely more badass. For what sure. about his his accommodations, his hideout and his lair? I don't know. What was it? Some like old prison site or something? It was like or an old hollowed out like nuclear, nuclear site. Nuclear. Yeah. It's like Chernobyl, basically. Yeah, I don't is, know. Is what it was. Two and a half. Dude, what? Fuck. Come on. <laughs> He's in like been nuclear there, fallout. That. Been there, done that. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna give it. I'm giving it. I'm giving it a four. But you know? I'm not going all the way five. But anytime you're in like a hollowed out nuclear reactor, yeah, like, I guess that's kind of cool. You, but... you withstand the radiation. And and let me say this about the the hideout and layer: the fact that his people from Apocalypse, you got Darkseid and Desad communicating with him through that like melted piece of graphite or whatever it was. The reactor was like. That was so cool to me. Oh, the okay. Fact that was the that, metal was, that was so that that whole thing was a part of the site? I thought so. I, I thought, thought it, so. like he built it or something. I don't know. Because when they got in there, it was like melted. I don't know if that was actually the reactor, but it, it looked pretty damn cool. And if, the way that if, that worked. If the communication device was a part of the lair and it wasn't like modified by Steppenwolf and his people, then I might have to give an extra point. You're bumping it up. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> I'll leave you at a 2.5 right now okay. just for the All benefit right. of the doubt. All right. But – um. What about what about you know anything else about where he went because he had a couple other places that he went. I mean, I don't know. I think his main digs was basically that nuclear the nuclear reactor, right? Yeah, man. Uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's what you would call it. I mean, otherwise, I mean, everything else was just kind of like a fight. Like he's a, around. It was around. It was like a uh, what, what do you want to call it? Like a like an arena, a fight yeah. arena. Right, wasn't right. necessarily his place. It was kind of where he just decided to do battle. Maybe, maybe the meat and potatoes of this is his plan. So, yeah. is it a plan for domination, or is it more just a plan to maybe, you know, stop being a sub boss, or maybe to stay a sub boss? Yeah, I mean, he's he's certainly a sub boss now to Darkseid, but 
I guess his plan. You know what? Do we give him bonus points or do we take points away that his plan to steal the mother box has only occurred when he when he realized Superman was dead? Well, I mean, I don't like, know. Is that smart or is that being a coward? I don't know if it signaled it. Hey, like they, they're going to come get him. But his plan in general of like, I want to steal this world so I can prove my worth to my master. It's kind of weak. But it's also yeah. kind of badass in a way because you almost feel for him because he just wanted to go home. Yeah. He just wanted to go home. He's so been it was, exiled. It's kind of like a first step towards redemption for him, which I guess you, you, know, you have to take the first step before you make the first leap. So it's kind of necessary for him to kind of like do this subservient mission, so to speak. So I guess for him, I would only give it 2.5 because it's yeah. really not his plan. It's his master's plan. That's that's I'm giving him a three, yeah. But I think you know he was trying like the fact that he found the anti life equation on Earth is pretty badass. Bonus. But was he looking? Bonus. I don't know. And and really he's trying to to steal the word for Dark Side. He's got to steal you know thousands of these worlds to get back home. So not very good. And where I'm really gonna knock him is the henchman because <laughs> I think the parademons. So the parademons are kind of badass because they're like enslaved people from other worlds and stuff like that. In in you know, in lore, it's pretty cool, but I thought they were pretty weak in this, just in yeah. general, in the movie. It's like, like your, your standard Foot Clan putties. I'm giving you know, them a two. There's a thousand this. of them for all to get slaughtered. And let me ask you this. So, okay, they're parademons. So they're, I guess they're dead already. Yeah, sort of. So is there any, like, backlash for Batman killing a bunch of them? I <laughs> Hey, anytime Batman kills anybody, you're going to get a lot of people upset. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is there, is there a morality a thing with Batman killing non-humans? Like, I don't I mean, I, I'm asking. I don't know. I'm just asking. I, I, anytime you get Batman killing anything, you're going to yeah. make a lot of people upset. It's just a thing that happens because it's like his one rule that he really shouldn't be breaking. You think Batman like throws paint on women that wear fur coats? Fur <laughs> <laughs> is murder. Does he, is all life precious or just he human might be. life? I think, I think the, the, the henchman here... My whole thing with with the henchmen here is they were kind of useless. Even though they shot Flash, when you think about it, that was actually a pretty good move. Oh, yeah. But he was able to run back in time. Don't so he they, still was aren't done. They, don't they smell the fear? Or they don't they smell smell the 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 boxes on people? I don't know the 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 rules of. This I thought one that's what here. he said. I thought that's what Steppenwolf said. That they, they his parademons smell smell the information. They can smell they're that. Like, they're like interrogators. But I don't know if they can smell the fear anymore. That was, I don't know if that's a Justice League thing and they cut no. the fear smelling down. No, maybe, yeah, uh, maybe fear was the wrong word. He said they they can smell. Well, they can trace the mother box. The yeah, they, they can smell the information. So they know who to kidnap and interrogate. I, I so think, that's something. Yeah, I think I think that's interesting. I'm still going to two for the parademons because yeah, I didn't too. get like a, a sinister feeling from them. Yeah, they were very I don't mean. know. I, I think... So if I if I total up the scores, you had a five for look, two and a half for hideout, two and a half for plan, two for henchman. That gives you what is it, twelve? And then I'm about thirteen because I had four, four, three, and two. I don't remember how this compares to it, but I feel low. like it's lower than what low. I would have expected for how badass I thought he was during sure, the movie. But he's you know he's a sub boss himself. He's a glorified sub boss. That's true. And you know he runs a lot. He's a runner. I gotta tell you, when his he, head he got loves chopped to teleport off, away. <laughs> when his head got chopped off yeah. and it, it went through the through the, yeah. the boom tube or the portal uh-huh. back to Apocalypse, and you saw you saw Dark Side, 
man. Yeah. Like now, now we can't do this because obviously he's not part of Zack Snyder's Justice League. But if there's ever somehow a Justice League Part Two, and you get Darkseid in here, he's gonna break the scale. Oh yeah, because Darkseid sure. is so badass to me, and the fact that he was even in this movie, like even for a minute, like maybe you could say that the pre-marketing hyped it a little too much, and maybe people thought he was gonna be in it too much. But I thought the way that Darkseid was kind of set up is 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 pretty awesome. So I don't know. I think it's you got a thirteen and a twelve. I thought he was infinitely better than the last movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but before we wrap this up, I want to talk a little bit about maybe some of your favorite moments and just maybe the epilogue in general. And then what do you think of the Snyderverse trilogy just as a mm-hmm. whole before so, we bore too many people here? Yeah, no, I, I thought the epilogue was cool, but it also was like, you know, it is what it is. It's like a glorified post credit scenes, right? Yeah. I don't know. Like it, felt kind of like a tease to something that probably will never happen, right? So what's yeah. the point? You know, I the mean, movie could have been 3.30 had, the, had he cut the epilogue. I am not going to complain because you could have made this movie seven hours and I still would have mm-hmm. enjoyed it because I don't know if anything else is coming out ever again. Right, and, but and you're given know. badass information looking forward to things that probably aren't going to happen in a, in a future movie. But I like the way that they did it. I like that they did it as a Bruce Wayne dream Mm-hmm. versus this is actually happening. Mm-hmm. Like it's happening right now. We're watching it yeah. because it was, it was better done that way because if it doesn't happen, it's a dream of what could happen mm-hmm. versus like, especially when flash was saying, Hey, when I run close to the speed of light, things happen, weird things happen with time. And, and you had that nightmare tease in the, in the Batman V Superman movie. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah. And but, uh, cyborg cyborg saw it when he was yeah. shooting the box, when they were trying to resurrect Superman and then obviously the flash as well. So it's like, you know, probably going to come true. Did you like the fact that they, like, cause to me, I thought it was really cool. It seemed like this Mad Max esque, like team up where, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to ask you this to Jared Leto redeem himself, but the fact that he was there, I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, yeah. people hate him and hate the thing, mm-hmm. but I like the team up of Deathstroke, him, Cyborg, Flash. Like it seemed cool to me, the concept of it. I liked, mm-hmm. yeah, did, I liked did Jared it. Leto redeem himself to you. He did, but he didn't have to redeem himself because I liked him in Suicide Squad. <laughs> I liked I, his, I liked his scumbag cyberpunk uh, Joker from no. from uh, from Suicide Squad. So no, no redemption Joker. needed. I I was not a fan of that Joker, and yeah. I'm still. I get I, it. He was fine. I, like I get it. Like purists and people who love the comics. I'm sure it's yeah. Real piece of shit looking. This one was definitely much better, but I I liked the idea of him and Batman kind of going at each other. And and the fact that you got Deathstroke there with a mohawk is pretty awesome. Like, I'm a huge fan of him. Yeah, the whole, like, having the team up and you don't want to and who's going to stab who in the back. And you know the Joker's a piece of shit. Yeah. And, like, when's that going to break? You know, that's a cool movie to see. Yeah. And I'm afraid we'll never see it. Well, let me ask you this, maybe to kind of wrap up where we're at. What do you think of the Snyderverse as a whole, kind of looking back on it now, knowing what you know about maybe Man of Steel all the way up to this movie, do you feel like you can look back on it with with fonder eyes? Do you feel like it sits a little differently to you now versus maybe how you saw it before? Not that you ever hated it, but maybe what do you think of of yourself and how do you think other people might view it? I kind of look at this movie on its own, even though it's true that one bleeds into the other, bleeds into the other, but... You know, I only saw Man of Steel one time back in the theater, way back and when. And as we said, I only saw parts of it because I didn't fall asleep. <laughs> I was just going to say part of Man Even of Steel. Even though I liked it, right? But like, I've when did that movie come out? 
freaking yeah, it was like 2013 I think. 2013 you know i i don't I forgot what happened in that movie and I don't know, Batman vs. Superman is kind of murky as well, what happened there. I remember the end. I remember Martha. But, like, this movie... <laughs> Which one? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm just... All, all Marthas. Why did you say that name? Why did you say that name? But this movie, to me, stands out on its own. Like, I feel like I didn't... This movie very much could have been released... This four-hour movie, not the two-hour one, could have, stands on its own to, like, you go in knowing, okay... I know who Batman is. I know who Wonder Woman is. Let's go. Let's get going. Superman's dead. All right, cool. We're, let's 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 pick the story up. You know what's cool about this movie versus some of those? I feel like I don't have to watch the whole thing to watch it again. And that's and true. What I like about that is that it is in parts. And I even did it the other day. Like I was thinking, man, that was a pretty cool part. I just turned it on. I went to that part specifically, and I kind of watched it. And it's in those episodic like titles. So what's kind of neat is if you're not in the mood for the beginning, which is kind of slow, you can just kind of watch the back half and say, man, I just kind of want to see all those fights again. Like I like that aspect of it. And I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. I I, I think that this movie did a great job of like, if you, if you don't know who these characters are, you find out who they are within the four hours. Like even Batman, even Wonder Woman. Like, for as well-known as those two characters are, like, there's no need for an intro story, and you don't need one, and they are who they are on the screen within within an hour of meeting them on screen. Same thing with Aquaman, Cyborg, and what's his face? Um, I'm sorry, it's Flash. like 4 a.m. <laughs> Flash, we, uh, you know, they have their origin stories told in this movie pretty quickly, but also effectively. Now, we don't learn how Flash became the Flash, but you don't need to know. Just just yeah. know what just just know that he he's is the Flash. He's just good. know that he's the Flash. Yeah. And I think that you know it, what this four-hour movie does is it kind of renders the other movies obsolete, even though they're they're okay by themselves. You don't you know you can just watch this movie and have your full taste of of the DC movies. Would you watch a sequel if for some reason it came out? Sure. Why not? Absolutely. Do you think a sequel will come out? There's rumors now. Apparently, WB's like thinking yeah. through this now. I think I think there's a chance if if this continues to grow legs and if it, as we said in the beginning of this app, I don't know how the numbers get pulled if they can you know equate subscriptions, unique subscriptions to this movie. If it's overwhelming, then they know there's a market for it. Sure, why not? There's and, a huge fan pouring and, right now for for yeah. Restore the Snyderverse. Apparently, yeah. And and if we I I don't think we we said this explicitly in the beginning of this episode, but this was a redemption story for Snyder. This is Snyder clearing his name, saying, "Hey man, screw you guys. You know, if you give me the right amount of time, and by time I mean not only length of movie, but you know, if you you want you know, ask me to make two movies in one two hour setting, that's not possible. Look what I can do if I have the right amount of time. <laughs> yeah." I don't, you know, I don't blame him for for trying to make, you know, two movies in one. I'll give him a pass for making a four-hour movie this time. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm curious what you all think of this movie. Did you watch it on HBO Max? Do you have HBO Max? <laughs> Did you sign up for HBO Max because of this? What is HBO Max? <laughs> Do you want HBO Max? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I'm I'm curious what, you know, if you're listening to this show, 
did did you like it? Did you watch it? Did you hate it just as much as you might have hated some of the other ones? Did it change your opinion on Zack Snyder? Send us an email, thelastrowpodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website, thelastrowpodcast.com. Listen to all of our back episodes. Send us a tweet on at the last row pod, Facebook.com slash last row pod, Instagram at the last row pod. I'm I'm just so curious what other people think of this movie. And I hope people write in this week because I just need to know. Like, did you like the length? Whatever. Just let us know what you think did of the movie. Did you like the girth of the movie? <laughs> what, <laughs> what do we just need? We need to know. We just we just need to know. And um, you know, I probably won't watch it again for a little while, but I might watch parts here. But I, I'm definitely excited to hear what what other people think about the movie. And I'm sure we bored the hell out of you talking about <laughs> Zack Snyder for, you know, an hour and a half here. But, uh, you know, if you're tired of that or you didn't listen to this, we'll be back in two weeks on Thursday, April 8th with our next episode. And we hope to see you guys then. Sure. If they're bored, if they're bored they, they definitely won't be hearing this part of the episode. So <laughs> I don't know who you're, who you're speaking to. I should have said that <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> Is anyone still listening to the show? Uh, how many people hit unsubscribe after we mentioned <laughs> Jack Snyder? Jack Snyder, these hacks don't know who the director is. <laughs>